Hello, welcome to Lesson Learn Podcast, where we're all about owning our decisions, owning our inner peace, and owning our impact. Through integrity, transparency, trust, and approachability, this podcast welcomes a warm home to rest your troubles and find ways to cope and use your energy in reverse. Through shining light on life's aha moments, we can take charge of our lives and start controlling the very thing that's been controlling us. All the guests here at Lessons Earned has a lesson to share with you to make your walk through life a little bit easier. Let's jump right into it to generational changes. Welcome, Luis Sanchez, young entrepreneur, youth pastor at Overflow and Cross Life, truly a role model for all around the world. Through beating the odds and finding his purpose to lead the youth, through church, he has been instrumental to the youth development. So honored to have him on the podcast, bringing insight to faith journeys and how you can reset your minds to allow God to work in your life. And all your needs will be met through Jesus Christ with encouraging story. I can't wait to just introduce Luis Sanchez and everything he has to say to impact the world. Welcome, Luis. Hello, Christina. How are you? Thank you for having me here today with you. Thank you for being here. I want you to just tell everyone first, before we jump into this, is what is your story? How did you get on this path to leading others into church? So um, to start this story is uh, pretty much starting from the way, way beginning of my life. I uh, am from Mexico and I, I was born there. I um, then came to the U.S. at a very early age, at the age of four. And um, short synopsis of my life in the beginning, uh, I grew up with a single mother and um, in a very, very poor environment, um, dealing with a lot of pain and a lot of wounds. But it was through those wounds and that pain that I was able to encounter the Lord and... Um, because I know there's salvation, there's healing and freedom for all who would just believe. Um, that's why I'm so focused on, on leading Jesus. That is so powerful because a lot of times I think we think that we have to be perfect in order to find God and be able to chase him and be led by him. But you found him when you were going through pain and suffering of your own and in your own ways as we all do. Explain just a little bit about how that pain can lead you and guide you in your way to finding Christ and not be something that you, you fear bringing to Christ. Yeah, so w with pain, um, you can go two ways about it. You can deal with it or you can ignore mm -hmm. it. And uh, with pain, once you choose to, to acknowledge that it's there, um, you can also find that you cannot deal with it on your own and and therefore bringing it to God is is pretty much the only thing you can really do to fully fully be be healed from that pain. I completely agree and it's something for myself like I found God through pain as well and I think that's one of those things that that's what you kind of tend to find God is when you're at your lowest is when you try mm -hmm. to meet him. And it's so important for everybody listening is just you being a youth pastor, how has it been for you? And it's so impactful just how you have found God and been able to lead people at such a young age. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. Um, I mean, I came to know the Lord when I was 13 years old. And so 
now I'm 27. <laughs> um, and I've been a youth pastor now for, for about three years, and I've led youth since I was about 18. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's incredible because um, I see myself in the youth that God has allowed me to lead. And just thinking back on the pain that I was going through at 11, 12, 13 years old, it, it just pushes me to, to want to lead a young generation because sometimes people kind of, minimize um, their pain and their hurt. And I know just how real pain can be at such a young age. So so I make it my duty to, to be able to lead these young children to Christ. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that's something that I see a lot of is we don't have a lot of youth pathers being people to Christ because a lot of the youth mm-hmm. in general, we kind of fear going to Christ as the first option. And so what are the things that you've encountered that challenged you, but you still were able to find Christ? Family. Yeah. <laughs> family family challenged me to find Christ. Um, as I said, um, um, I'm from Mexico, and, and my family um, was in Mexico for a very long time. So culturally, more than religiously, the faith is being um, of more of a, of a Catholic, Catholic descent. And so um, when I came to encounter the Lord in, in, in a more personal way, they were kind of um, troubled by it because they didn't understand that you're still worshiping the Lord. It's just in, in a different lens. And so I actually got into a, a big, big um, argument with my brother in which we, we didn't talk for a little while um, until the Lord um, mended our relationship. And, and now he's... He's very glad that I'm serving the Lord. Yeah. Wow. And how has your walk with God been solely based on faith? Because I feel like faith is such a big word and we kind of throw it around very easily nowadays. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to you and how do you advise people to find it? Yes. So faith faith is to believe in something that you can't Mm -hmm. see. Um, and not just physically, but also emotionally and spiritually. And um, a lot of times you find it when what you can see has failed you. And so you have to turn your belief to God who you can't see because he's the only one that that can help you. And so I think that when when we, we, we find faith a lot of times when what we can't see has failed us. And we say, you know, there has to be a God out there somewhere. And, and I think that's how we, we, we find faith in God. Yes, I completely agree. That's how I found faith in God as well. It's just something that you kind of, you have to blindly go into it, but you know what you're seeing is more of a, a lens that you're never actually going to meet in person. Like you were saying. Exactly. Wow. How can those things that you've been through in life, how important is it for you to have God be the center of your life? Yes. So I think, uh, I mean, God is the most important person that anyone can have in their life. Um, I think a a life without God um, is a life without life, if that makes any sense. Um, So until, until you find God, you, you'll find true life in this lifetime. Wow. And how do you advise to people 
who don't know God and don't have that faith we were just talking about, how do you advise them that they need God in their lives to be able to direct them? Because a lot of us are blinded to even what people have to say. They just shun the thought of actually going into being a Christian or following God. It's just a scary thing. How do you tell others and bring others to Christianity? Yeah, so I think that um, the number one way um, how we can show other people Christ is is by our life. Um, you know, the, you don't have to um, talk so much about it if you live it out. Um, and so if you're living a, a life of faith and in a life that is pleasing to God and, and people can just see that you're different, people can't deny what they can, what they can see. And a lot of times, like the Bible says that God makes his appeal through us so that people can be saved. And um, that is our, I always say that will be my greatest sermon in this lifetime is that I live a life that, that demonstrates Christ so that people can have no um, platform to say he doesn't exist. Wow. And finding that trust level, because that sounds like you have a lot of trust with God and you lean on God to show you the path that you should be on. What do you advise those who just don't can't trust him and don't know how to lean on him? Yeah, so um, I think um, the Bible says um, in Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean to your own understanding and so a lot of times when when we find out more about ourselves it shows how much we actually need mm -hmm. god because when we start to see our how short our abilities um come we we, we say there definitely has to be someone out there that that can help me in my all my shortcomings that i have yes and finding your purpose how does that help it Finding our, our purpose is is the, the very essence, right, of our of our existence. Yeah. It's um the the cause by which we live. And I always say to people that when when you're not living a life on purpose, you're simply existing, you know. And yeah. and that's the greatest mm -hmm. question that people have in this life. I think uh they'll say, Why am I here? What is my purpose? And everybody wants to have purpose because you want to feel as if your life has has meaning. And um, my favorite, absolute favorite verse in the Bible is um, Jeremiah 1.5, where it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. So the Bible tells us that God gave us a purpose even before we were here. And... Um, we have to now live it out by seeking God and asking God, why am I here? Why did you create me? And, and when you find that purpose, I mean, it's the absolute greatest feeling you could ever have. I, I always say um, um, the, 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 my purpose is to preach the word yes. of God. And yes. on Sundays, um, when I'm standing in the pulpit preaching the word of God, I feel as though I'm like complete, yes. you know? Um, so, so finding your purpose is, is absolutely important. And I, yeah. I love how you touched on, you mentioned that Bible verse. Do you think that's a big part of searching for who you are and finding your purpose is being able to read the word and interpret it? 
Yeah, one hundred percent. When when you read the Bible, um, you you see throughout the scriptures that that we're we're created with a purpose, and so that just kind of makes you dig more into saying, God, why did you create me? And and God would which will surely, surely, surely um, speak to you on that purpose when the time is mm-hmm. right. Not not before you're ready or not after, but just when you're ready to know that purpose, God will definitely tell you without a doubt. I completely agree. And I think that knowing God and Jesus Christ can also help you in all avenues of your life, not only bringing you to finding your purpose, but relieving mm-hmm. all those stress, anxiety, depression, eating disorders, all those disorders that we may have within ourselves that we get diagnosed with. I feel like we can just bring it to him and be able to be fixed, right? What do you have, what is your advice on that? Yeah, actually, this is a very um, important subject for me when you when you generally speak about uh, mm-hmm. mental health, you know? Um, I suffer with mental health, um, and people might be like, wow, you know, a pastor suffering with mental health, yeah, uh, it's not yeah. something you might hear every day. <laughs> um, so, I mean, just to, to be specific, I, I'm diagnosed with panic disorder and generalized anxiety mm-hmm. disorder. And um, it's something that I have to live with day to day. But knowing God and knowing Jesus, it it, it changes everything. The Bible says in, in Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10, it says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So in those times when, when I'm feeling um, very anxious or, or depressed and, and I'm just going through it, I turn to verses like this and, and I say, you know what, I know that I'm feeling this way, but I also know that God is right next to me and he's holding me and, and he has me in the palms of his hand and um, he makes it all the better. And, you know, there we can find... Healing in Christ, you know, um, there's many people who testify about God healing them from from any mm-hmm. anything, um, really. And then there's other people who um, it's kind of the thorn in their flesh. Mm-hmm. And for, for in my walk, it's been more of a thorn in my flesh where it causes me to lean on God and know that I have limitations, that, that I'm just a human and then I need total reliance on him because um, he is my only way yes. out of um, these dark moments. It sounds like what you're saying is you rest everything in him. Exactly. And what is that to you? I want you to just elaborate a little bit more on how do you rest in him? Because a lot of people, when they are searching for God and they find him, they don't know how to do the resting. They don't know how to put their mind at ease. They don't know how to rest their mind and turn off their switch just so they can hear God. What is your advice on hearing God's word through resting in him? So, so I think that's, that's definitely one of the most uh, important uh, things is it's, it's learning to rest mm-hmm. in God and, and mm-hmm. slow down because um, sometimes we can just be so busy and, and doing and doing, but um, just being able to come before God and and just sitting and talking to God and, and pausing everything and 
and being brutally honest with God with how you're mm -hmm. feeling. I always look at it as um, therapy sessions yeah. um, where I'll say, God, okay, um, this is my therapy session with you right now. Um, I just need you to really hear me out. And, and as you just confess to God, as you tell God exactly how you're feeling, and to be honest, some of my most honest prayers to God is simply saying, God, I'm tired. I'm so tired. I'm so drained. And and in those honest prayers is where I have felt the rest of God just be so overwhelming and, and renew my strength. So we don't we don't have to be afraid of telling God how we feel. Um it's in, in that in those honest prayers where, where God just gives us his is perfect wow. rest. So being vulnerable, allowing yourself to find a friend that you can truly be vulnerable with. And I exactly. feel like a lot of people nowadays, they don't have that person they can rest everything in. Finding God is that solution. So I love the, your whole explanation about all that. When you got saved or when you're getting saved and looking for God, what is your advice on reading the word? Touch a little bit more on that. Yeah, so... um in, in terms of advice and reading the mm -hmm. word um, mm -hmm. is uh, number one, before you even, even open the word of God and just pray mm -hmm. and say, God speak to me, please. And um, that this is his word is what he has said to us um, written down. And, and as we open the pages that just ask God to speak yes. to us, he'll, he'll definitely um, speak to us in, in whatever we read. And, and as many people advice to just um read the gospels and and see what jesus did how did jesus act how did jesus interact with people and as we look at what jesus did we just simply imitate him and, and it'll change our lives wow you see i've had a hard time reading the word i just feel like there's times when i read the word diligently i pray before and everything and Maybe an hour later, I can't remember what I just read. Right. <laughs> so it is a tough thing. But if we continue to just dive into it and continue to pray to ask God for us to actually understand it, it does come. And I know a lot of people are struggling with that as well is because it can be confusing. There's so many different verses. There, there's so many different meanings. There's so many different books out there. You just get kind of twisted in the whole. And you're too focused on reading it instead of actually just realizing what you're reading. You know, exactly. and how do you, what is your advice on applying what you've read? Yes. Yeah, so, um, on applying what you read, it's, um, I think something tricky for, for new believers and for believers who have been in the mm -hmm. faith forever, yes. um, because you'll find verses that, um, you don't really want to apply in your life because they don't accommodate the lifestyle that you're trying to live. Wow. And so, like the Bible says, let's say a verse, um, be holy as I am holy. And for a lot of people, that that's a troubling verse because they're like, oh, my goodness, I have to live in, in holiness. Holiness is still a thing, you know. <laughs> um, so it doesn't fit some people's lifestyle. So, so you'll ignore it. So my best advice um, on applying what you read is to simply do what you do, what do what you have read. Um, mm -hmm. And then you'll mm -hmm. see your life be transformed don't don't just pick the things that you want to follow because then there's not really a transformation a transformation is when something changes right so 
if you read the word and it's telling you to change a certain behavior and you do it, then you're truly being transformed by the word of God. And I love how you just mentioned you should just do it. And a lot of times I feel like we kind of read the word and like what you were just saying, we pick and choose what we decide we want to act out. And how is it that you actually do walk in what, because I know God forgives us, but when we do mess up, it takes such a weight on some people. And that's kind of why we kind of fall back into certain patterns that we were, we are like, oh, well, this is just too hard. And then we go a different path. How do you explain to those people who are just having a hard time staying on the path that it is a difficult path, but it's worth it? Yeah, so I would say um, find accountability. You know, accountability is very important to um, surround. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. And so sometimes we might be a little dull in some areas in our life. And and that's okay because um, no one is perfect. And and the church that I go to at Cross Life, um, we have a saying that it says, um, it's okay not to be okay. Um, and we, we, we moved to being okay. And I remember, um, there was this one young lady who, who came to church one day and it wasn't the, um, the sermon. It wasn't like the worship and the lights. She simply said that when the pastor said in the beginning of church, it's okay not to be okay. She started bawling, crying. Um, and that's how the Lord touched her. You know, so so it's okay not to be okay, but surround yourself with people that that will help you get to that place. And at the same time, where where you're helping people get to, uh, where people are helping you to get to a certain place, you're also helping them to get to a certain place because we all have different strengths and and weaknesses. So so that's definitely what I would advise for someone who who is really struggling with something in their life. Wow, and leaving the past behind you. That that's a, a key thing when it comes to forgiveness. You have to forgive yourself first because we kind of exactly. get into a path where we want to follow God, but we haven't forgiven ourselves for the things we've done in the past that we are yeah. unable to follow him to the best of our ability. What is that bit exactly. of advice that you would give to people who are holding on to a past that they keep bringing into the future? Yeah, so what I would say to that is that the, the answer is kind of in the mm-hmm. question because... Forgiveness is bringing you out of your past. Um, You cannot come out of your past if you haven't forgiven someone or forgiven yourself. Um, Grudges are one of the things that that you decide to let go and and not the other person or um, the situation. So, So forgiveness is really bringing you out of your past. And forgiveness doesn't always mean healing, you know? Um, forgiveness to me means freedom. And when, when we forgive ourselves or when we forgive others, we we're actually freeing ourselves. And then that allows God to come in and do the healing work in us. But while we can't forgive ourselves or we can't forgive others, it's very hard for God to heal something that, that we just can't let go of. Um, so it's very important, very, very important to, to forgive ourselves and other people. Yes. And how about those people who are trying to forgive others, but maybe others don't receive it? How 
important is it to know that it doesn't matter if they receive it or not, just that if you forgive yourself. I know you just touched on that, but I just want you to stress a little bit more that it's okay that maybe the people around you don't forgive you, but you need to make sure that you forgive them. Yeah, so so I think um, that's very important to, to touch on. For example, I, um, I had to forgive my dad um, because, like I said in the beginning, I grew up with a um, just a single parent, just my mom, mm-hmm. and I actually I actually have never met my my father, mm-hmm. and perhaps I've spoken to him maybe like once or twice in my life, and when I came to know the Lord, I had to forgive him mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. even him knowing that I was forgiving him, mm-hmm. you know, so there was no connection to who I was forgiving, but in forgiving them or for, in forgiving my dad, I mean, I was just set free, yes. you know, um, from from that grudge and, and that pain. So even when the person doesn't forgive you or doesn't acknowledge um, your apology or whatever it might be, you know that, that you have been set free and, and you walk free and if you're still upset because they don't accept your apology or they don't ask you for forgiveness then i would say you you probably truly haven't forgiven the person um so that's something for for people to analyze and say wait if i'm if i'm still feeling this way have i truly forgiven this person and have i allowed god to come and and heal the wounds that that this person caused in my life because sometimes we have that pride that that says no they they gotta ask you for forgiveness they gotta be the ones to come to you but but this is one of those things where where we have to let go and let god yes, you yes, know what i mean saying. and i want yeah. like anybody listening right now to actually challenge yourself next time you go into the room with someone that you've forgiven within yourself see if you've actually forgiven them because that's a great way to actually realize if you actually forgave somebody because a lot of times we're holding on to something we thought we forgave, but we really didn't. If we're really upset every time we see them or the situation, you know? So, wow, that's amazing for the next generation who are very not Christ driven. How can they find Christ in their lives and want to be directed towards that path? Yes. So, um, I think this falls in, in a, in a, in a spectrum because, um, you have um, kids or teens whose parents are um, uh, serving mm-hmm. the Lord and they don't want to. Um, and so my advice to, to this particular group of, of kids is that you, you can't live off of your parents' faith. You cannot live off of your pastor's faith or off of your church faith, mm-hmm. right? And if someone someone else's faith has caused you to lose your faith, then I would challenge anyone who, who, who is listening to, to find your own yes. faith in, in God, because sometimes we lose faith by when other people have lost mm-hmm. their faith in God, but there's mm-hmm. nothing like finding your own relationship with the Lord. And this is something that I, I like to apply within, um, the youth ministry, because um, we tend to kind of cater the Lord to 
kids every time we meet for for youth group and we say oh this is what jesus is like and and this is what you should Mm do but we don't spend a lot of time encouraging them to have their own relationship with god and so perhaps when they leave for college or and things like that because they were living off of your faith now they have no one's faith to live off of because you never taught them to have their Mm -hmm. own faith and and that's when they they fade away Speak a little bit more about the importance of having your own personal relationship with God. Because that, re- that word relationship is so big when it comes to Christ. And how can others have that relationship? A little, maybe some, a couple tips on how they can form the relationship. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's awesome to um, kind of feed your faith off of someone else's faith, like different pastors and preachers mm-hmm. and things like that. But there's nothing like your very own relationship with God. And, and it's a matter of seeking, you know, it's a matter of saying, you know, God, who are you, you know, show me who you are. And, um, God will definitely do that as you, as you read the word, as you pray and, and as you are yourself with God. And and that's very Mm -hmm. important. Don't try to be someone else with the Lord you know, be yourself with God and, and you will definitely build your relationship with him in that, in that way. And those who are trying to find Christ and want to take that step into the right direction and, and yet still want to live that life that everyone or their friends are living. Cause we do have this stigma around Christians where I want to live the life I want to live without having Christ holding me back in a sense. And what are the, your advice to those people who think that being a Christian holds you back from doing the things that you may want to do? Right. So um, I, I'll answer this question with a, with a verse first mm-hmm. and then kind of talk about okay. it. Um, in Matthew 16, 25, it says, for whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So yeah. this verse is actually telling us if, if you want to save your own life, you're actually going to lose that. it. Yeah. But if you're losing it for Jesus, you're actually finding yes. it. Um, and so sometimes, you know, when, when you don't know the Lord, um, that's all you know. You just know life without God. And you look at other Christians and you have made this um, preconception that Christianity is, is this. It's, it's boring. It's filled with rules. Um, but that's like judging food, um, by how someone else has ate it. I mean, you want to try it for yourself and and I'm a big foodie. When I hear that there's a food that that's good, I mean, I want to try for my own self and be the judge. Um, and so to anyone who, who thinks that, um, that they'll lose their life or they'll stop living life as they, as they have lived it. Um, you actually don't know what life is until Jesus gives you life. And so my encouragement is, is just try Jesus. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, with just trying. Yes. God. And yeah. can you just elaborate a little bit more on those? Yeah. So um, there's there's so many different stigmas oh, yes. attached there's to it. So um, many, yeah. With I mean, especially in the younger generation um, of, of rules and, and regulations that, 
maybe, you know, you always got to be at church, you know, that church is, is long, that um, you can't um, have a good time, and you can't hang out with your friends in a, in a certain way, and, and just so many, so many, so many different things, but but there's nothing like um, having friendships yes. in Christ and enjoying the life that, that God has to offer. I completely agree. And what is one lesson you have learned in life that has impacted you tremendously? Yes. Yeah, so um, to work hard, mm-hmm. to work hard, really, um, that has impacted me tremendously because, um, because of my background. I've never actually really had it easy or I've never had anything really given to me. And I've always had to work really, really hard to obtain what, what God has blessed me with um, till today. And so I, I kind of carry that over into um, my work ethic um, as a Christian, as a pastor. Um, and I always seek to, to work really hard for the kingdom of God and, and just give it all and lay it all down. And um, you will definitely see the fruit of your labor when you work hard for something. Yes. And how how can people find a path that is destined for them in the sense of like you're creating your own path, being a pastor and also right. being an entrepreneur because you're going into that step of owning your own church maybe someday. Right. And yes. What can mm-hmm. you tell those who are going into Christianity, being a Christian, being a pastor, but also finding the time to be a business person and actually go after your, the dreams and the goals that you want. Yeah. So, um, not, nothing, nothing mm-hmm. is easy. And, um, you, you have to, like I said, you have to work hard and, and you have to make the time when there is no time. Um, I feel like a lot of people who don't, um, move forward they have excuses all the time they they say you know i don't have the time i don't have the energy uh, i don't have the resources but when you look at i love watching the show called shark tank yes. um, i'm sure a lot of people watch it and um and you look at the story of these people who have been really really successful and they'll tell you how they've had nothing they've they've slept in people's um, houses and in their rooms or in a friend's living room, but um, they, they worked hard to make it happen. And um, it can be scary at at some points. Like I think about it and right now I am really um, looking into planting a church in the near future. Mm -hmm. And um, it's something that, that can be scary, but, but um, if you know, you're going to work hard and you're going to trust God with it, um, you'll definitely be successful. But like I said, nothing will come easy. And having God in the middle is the central key. Exactly. Exactly. What does this statement mean to you? What? Don't miss the present, but live for the future. That's, I, I love I love this uh, this statement. And, and I've... Um, yeah, I love it. With, um, yeah, it, it's great. So to me, this means uh, being a visionary wow. because when, when, I, when I think about this, I'm thinking I'm always looking to what's next, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm enjoying the present reality of what was once a vision. Wow. So 
So, you know, as a, as a visionary, as, as someone who, who possibly has an, an entrepreneurial spirit, um, you're always looking to the next thing and you always want to move forward and, and you're thinking down the line always and, and what's new and how can I move yes. forward? But you were also thinking about this maybe a year ago and something that you're living out now that is your reality. So, so you know, you, you're just living that moment and, um, and still living in tomorrow also. So I think it's a, a statement for someone who's a visionary. Wow. I love that. And I, I love the statement as well. It's just so powerful if you actually realize what it holds. And I love asking that question at the end of every podcast because I hear so many different interpretations. And I love your idea right. about the visionary. Like it's you're letting it come to life because it was once a present moment. I love that. Exactly. And so exactly. we do end every podcast with three statements that I give to you and you just finish off the sentence. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Make sure your faith is essential. Be who God called you to be. Trust in Jesus. Thank you so much, Lewis, for being on the podcast. I can't wait for everybody just to be inspired and be able to chase their dreams through having God in the center of their lives. Everything that you have said today is just so transformational to everybody's lives that I can't wait for this podcast episode to get out. And I can't wait for youth to just jump into what's their calling. Being a Christian has such a bigger whirlwind. That's it's just such a big world for those who, if they take this first step in, just gets open to so many avenues of life. And finding a purpose is never easy, but with help and guidance, you can always find your way. Follow Luis Sanchez on Instagram. You can follow Cross Life. You can follow Overflow. And you want to give the exact um, spelling of the Instagram so everybody can follow? Of what Instagram? Um, your, your Instagram so everybody can follow you and get uh, some insight of everything that you're doing. Yeah, so um, it's um, underscore, underscore, Lewis dot Sanchez, underscore, underscore. And um, you guys will find a lot of content there. And um, I do a lot of encouraging videos that, that will definitely bless you um just it's really look. important to have somebody to just look up to and just be on the side with you lewis is on your side to guide you to finding christ and to finding your purpose in this life through god thank you lewis for being on the show thank you for having me on it was definitely a, a pleasure and, and a lot of fun thank being you on so here. much have a blessed week thank you same to you god bless everyone